piece of me? Do I feel like it? Well, do you, punk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of red pump in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. What's up, film fans? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another new edition of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Juan, and I am joined by the cast, the crew, the standalone fella. Uh, thank you for listening to another new episode. I am Juan, and I am joined here by Zach. Zach, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, everybody? You know, it's let's just let's just take a moment to acknowledge we're in September. We're more than halfway done with 2023. What does that feel like? Man, you know, I like that word, though, that you used, acknowledge. Let's take a minute to just acknowledge and soak in what we have here, Zach, because you know what today is? Today is the final episode of year four of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Yeah, that's true. You know, we, we started in the second week of September, almost five years ago, talking about Psycho. Uh, me and Ed had a cheap $20 microphone no no fancy anything and we just sounded like we were in the closet together talking about psycho um fast forward all these years later we're here we still kind of sound like we're in a closet sometimes um no but we're, we're you know uh i can't believe it's been that, would, <laughs> that would that would have been a very different episode <laughs> probably would have ended differently than the shower sequence so oh yeah you know uh speaking of showers um we got coffee. We got we got mugs. We got reviews. We got posters. We got giveaways happening. Uh, what about your weekend, Zach? How was the weekend? Uh, you, you mentioned that we're in September. We only have a few more months left of twenty three, uh, but thank God we're not sizzling anymore, right? We just got a few more yeah. days. Yeah, the, you know the mornings were nice this weekend. I'll be honest, but man, it got sizzling hot after a while by the Zach, afternoon time. Let's let's let, you know we're we're talking about hard feelings. No hard feelings here a little bit later today. Uh, we got a nice jam packed show for you. Not as jammed and as girthy as next week. Next week is going to be huge. It's our it's our fifth year anniversary next week. Um, but Zach, you don't have to let everybody know what you do. But how early do you make that travel to work, Zach? How early do you get there? Yeah, I mean, I usually wake up. Probably about I wake about five five thirty every day from Monday through Friday. Um, it takes me about 30, 45 minutes to get to work, depending on traffic. Honestly, so, and so about an hour to get home. So you're an early early guy, early to yeah. rise, early to bed, Monday through Friday kind of guy. What do you get ready? What helps you get ready for your work day? Do you do coffee? Do you do water? Do you do a soda? What is what is Zach's go to to get him ready for his not only his movie day, but his work day. You know, truthfully, like I don't drink coffee or anything like that. It's just like, I guess I've been doing it for so long, I guess. Just my brain is just like wired. Be like, all right, time to get up. 530. Let's go. Get it done. Oh, um, I'll get a Carl's Jr. sausage biscuit <laughs> to start my day off. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm by the time I get into the office, I'm just ready to get to work. Man. I, just, they, I just, you know, they don't make I think. You how does like in the world of Johnny, like when he has to get to work, 
just knowing that Tuesday is a new Blu-ray release day is that what gets you <laughs> gets you through the day? You know that that's what gets me through the day, but it's also like it depends if I have to be at work at six a.m. or you know if I uh, pissed in someone's cereal that day and I have to go to work at ten p.m. It just depends, but uh, it's it's usually just coffee. And I now we're joined. We're joined by Craig. Craig, we were, I was just talking to Zach. You know, this is our last episode of season four before next week we go into season five. What 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 does Craig use to get his morning started? Like, you, are you a coffee guy? Are you an energy drink guy? What do you do to get your day started? Well, first off, can you guys hear me? We can hear you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and does it sound good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I am in my work office, as you can kind of see, a little bit different settings. Um, man, it all just depends what I'm feeling that day. Um, you know, just uh, wake up, get a nice cold cup of water, get the system going. Uh, I thought for, a second you were say, thought for a second you were going to say a line of cocaine. I was like, okay, all right, Craig, let's start <laughs> off hard. No, some, you know, some days it's a Red Bull. Some days it's uh, – but, but my go-to is usually um, nice little uh, cup of Pike Place Starbucks. Yeah. You know, mm. Medium blend. No some pumpkin milk. spice? No, no pumpkin spice. <laughs> well, guys, I know you're excited, Johnny. We're going to that season for pumpkin spice. Hey, I, I'm already, I've already got the coffee in there. I've already got the creamer. I'm ready to go. Um, but we're getting ready to jump into some uh, conversations today, guys. If you did not check out last week's episode, go back, listen to it. Uh, it was a fun episode. Me and Zach talked all about... Public enemies, finally. Public enemies, um, and Edward made a made a special guest appearance last week too. Um, yeah, that's true. Public, public, public enemies was fun. Facebook.com forward slash the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. The Instagram is all one word, the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. You can find us on X at Cinnamon four zero five. Um, email us at cine cinnamon nine two one at gmail.com. Um, hit us up and. Uh, we will get into all different kinds of topics, situations, and uh, all about what's next. But, uh, Craig, let's start with you. We haven't talked to you in a little bit. Do you have any recent watches or recommendations that you want to kind of get off your chest? I know you've been watching a lot of football, probably. Um, <clears throat> so let's start with um, start with some of the games. Uh, well, let's just kind of go through what, I, what I've mm-hmm. done recently. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesday was Ahsoka. Watched uh, the first episode and a half of that, so I'm not fully caught up. Uh, Thursday, as you said, college football. Uh, watched every single game that I could. Friday, football. Saturday, football. <laughs> Sunday, hung out with family, football. Uh, Monday, um, football. We, uh, we went down to Norman and tried some um, – New kind of hole in the wall burger joint. It's Adley's new thing to do. She wants to go try just new stuff, oh. and so we're trying new videos. places that uh that are that are you know mo- maybe like a mom and pop or a local. The one in there. Norman was it Brown Bag? Yeah, I heard about. I heard some good things about that place. Um, it, it's it's just a your average grilled burger. I mean, it was good, but it was a. Uh, the, I would recommend the fries over the onion rings. Personal opinion, if you go. Mm. But yeah, it was it was, it was solid because um, Tucker's was closed on Monday, 
because uh, we were going to go to Tucker's because that's best burgers in town to Adley. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, just a um, lot of football uh, work. Um, and then uh, public enemies. I, I kind of commented on your posts about it. Uh, that's one of my favorite Johnny Depp movies. I really enjoyed them in it. Um, I think it kind of breaks out from what he normally does um, as far as like, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, a little more of a serious role, but I really enjoyed him in it. I remember I actually went and saw that in theaters with a friend of mine uh, when it came out. So, um, yeah, one of my favorites. I really enjoyed it. Public Enemy. So is there a was there anything you want to recommend as far as watching or anything that you're looking forward to watching this weekend? Yeah, you can recommend Oh, you beating that ass against SMU. <laughs> um, like I said, I'm, I'm only a couple episodes in on Ahsoka, um, so I'm not too too caught up there. Yeah, I heard it. Um, I watched the first episode. It's a little slow. A little slow. Um, I heard things catch up on it, though. Um, man. So I got confused watching episode one. This is after Return of the Jedi, correct? No, this is before. Before Return of the Jedi, but after Revenge of the Sith? I'm honestly not sure. I'd have to completely... Like I said, it was like last week, and I've watched a lot of stuff since then, but um, I will let you know officially next week, or by the time I finish season four, or episode four. I'll know. But it, if, if, if story is accurate, it's after Anakin has obviously kind of the dark side so it can't be before three okay um ahsoka is a little bit older so maybe it is after return of the jedi maybe, maybe you're correct there because mm. it's it yeah because it's following mandalorian and grogu which happens after return of the jedi so yes so it's before force so it's in between return and force it, no it's essentially yes yes yeah. that's the timeline it's in so, yeah, I mean, same thing. I kind of watched a lot of football, you know, uh, certain uh, different things came up that I wanted to watch as well. I got on a huge documentary kick. I don't know why, but I watched the Kurt Angle documentary. That's kind of what started it all, which is a Hollywood Super Size Me 1, 2, uh, Time Warp 1, 2, and 3, talking about some of the best cult movies of all time. The Arnold documentary, I finally checked that out on Netflix. Um the Heart of Stone, garbage. I checked that out on Netflix. I was just a hard, just hard watch. Oh, is that the uh, Gal Gadot movie? Gal Gadot movie, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I checked out some football. I did check out Adam Sandler's new movie, uh, You Are So Not Invited to My Bar Mitzvah. Um, it, it was pretty fun. You know, it, it, was, it wasn't the best, even though a lot of people are calling it the best. But it was, def- Adam Sandler definitely plays the He's not the main star, I'll say that. He put his kids as the main star. He plays the the dad, so it's definitely a young coming of age film. Um I watched uh No Hard Feelings getting ready for today's episode. Uh I finally found it and I had to settle for the DVD, but I found Angels in the Outfield. Um <laughs> it's it's not on Disney Plus for some reason. Um which is really, really weird to me. But it, it's gotta be uh <laughs> kind of one of those one-off movies where the it was produced by somebody else and they don't want to give up the rights to it. But yeah. it was it definitely brought back memories. 
you have actors like I just really just thought about it today. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Tony Danza, Danny Glover, Christopher Lloyd, Adrian Brody, Matthew McConaughey. Like Adrian Brody, Matthew McConaughey both won Oscars in their day. Um, yeah, and it, it was it was it was a really really joy to watch. So uh, if you can know. find it, I didn't know McConaughey was in that. Yep. So if you can find it, I highly recommend that. Arnold, if you love documentaries, check out the Arnold documentary. And then the Kurt Angle documentary blew me away. So check those out. Uh, Zach, what about you? Did you check anything out? Yeah. Um, did I talk about Gran Turismo last week? No. Okay. I went and saw that. A very, very good film. Um, I was actually I was quite surprised by it, to be honest. Um, went and saw Equalizer 3 this weekend. It was a good ending for the trilogy denzel always kicks ass i mean what else that's all you need for those type of films um and watch batman mask the phantasm for next week's episode so it'll be a f- i know johnny you're just so anxious about next week so but yeah go check out gran turismo go check out equalizer three um yeah those are recent watches for me i was just close, close to going to see gran turismo yesterday <laughs> i had tuesday it's off. good it's good. I think you'll like it, Craig. Well, it's not in the Dolby anymore, so I was like, man, if it's not in the Dolby, well, I don't out. even know if I want to go see it. Would they, they? So they took that out and put the equalizer in. Probably. Probably. Yeah. And then the, I, I think this week is the this week is the nun too. I think. Like Zach said, next week is uh, our big fifth anniversary. We're talking Batman: Mask mm-hmm. of the Phantasm. We also have a huge interview next week with actor Zach Shear as he gets ready for his uh, brand new movie. So we'll talk to him next week and uh, get some of his thoughts on not only his movies and his upcoming projects and his goals, um, but we'll get his thoughts on the 30th anniversary of Batman Mask at the Mask of the Phantasm. Um, so, but guys, let's get ready to talk about what uh, what we watched, what we're going to try to either talk people into or uh, tell them, hey, you know what, it's not worth your time. Uh, today we're talking No Hard Feelings, which IMDb currently has a 6.4. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is 70%. The Metascore is 59%. Uh, the Google users like it at 70%. With a budget of $45 million, it grossed a little over $7 million at the box office. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't. It grossed a little over $87 million at the box office. Um on the brink of losing her home, Maddie finds an intriguing job listing. Uh, helicopter parents looking for someone to bring their 19-year-old son out of his shell before college. She has one summer to make a man or die trying. Make him a man or die trying. Uh, starring Jennifer Lawrence, Andrew Barth Feldman, Laura Bettini, Matthew Broderick, uh, Scott, Mathar- Scott MacArthur, Natalie Morales, uh, directed by Gene Stupinski. Uh, Zach, you're the one who brought this movie to my attention. I saw no, hardly any publicity for it whatsoever. Uh, going to the theaters, any ads for it? I hardly saw any anything for it. Um, but but you're the one who brought this movie to everybody's attention during recent watches. You went and checked this out in the theater. Um, so we'll start with you. What was it like in the theater, and then what was it like revisiting it for this episode? Yeah, so <clears throat> Jennifer Lawrence is one of my favorite actresses working right now, so I was automatically attracted to see this. 
Um, and like you said, there was hardly any press for this, any advertisement or anything like that. So I'm just like, you know what? I want to support. I think it was kind of sandwiched in between a couple of big movies. I just wanted to give it, I wanted to support it essentially. Um, went and saw it, loved it. I was like, wow, that was a really, in my opinion, I thought it was a very good comedy. We haven't had good comedies like that in a very, very long time, especially the raunchy R rated comedies. Um, yeah, I think I think I had it at number three on the top top of the year, top five of our so far twenty twenty three. Um, and on this rewatch, I feel the same way. Uh, there was a lot of good moments in this. Um, excited to talk about it, and I'm more anxious. I'm more interested outside. It was interesting to see a comedy outside the theater without a crowd or anything, just watching it by myself. And I still laughed and had a good time watching it. So, what about you guys? So nobody was in your theater crowd. No, it was packed. It was oh. a it was it was a sold out show. He he was saying watching it solo versus just by myself. Oh okay. Yeah yeah. What about you, Craig? Is this your yeah, first my, time? Watch? This lighting makes me look sick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was my first time watching it. Uh, yesterday actually is when I watched it. Um, didn't initially uh, kind of grasp me. I, I found myself kind of looking away. Um, just it, it, I feel like the initial pull wasn't very hard. Um, you know, because some movies you get like that initial pull and you're like, okay, you got me, I'm hooked, I want to know what's coming up. Um, I feel like you kind of already knew what the base concept was of the film, and I had already kind of guessed what the ending was, which it kind of lines up with what I thought, not exactly, but um it didn't fully kind of get my attention until midway through whenever the stuff actually started happening. Cause like I said, I, I kind of had an idea of what the storyline was. So once it got past that initial um, portion and the, the stuff actually started happening between the two, that's when it kind of got my attention, but yeah, it was a, uh, I'd say it was decent for a first time watch. Uh, I'll have to kind of go with you. Um, I really wanted to like this movie a lot, and I want to be like, hey, this can go up there with like super bad, or this can be that coming of age, just funny blast out comedy of the year. Um, but for some reason, uh, it, it wasn't a bad thing. Uh, I liked it a lot the second time. I watched it twice in a week to, to just to get ready for today. Um, the first time I watched it, and let's get into the conversation now, I felt really bad for Maddie. And I yeah. felt so bad for the character that it, the movie was not funny for me. Yeah. <laughs> At least the first time. Um, because because you're watching it and you're like, man, she's having to do like she's having to stoop so low just to maintain something that she has a you know major attachment to being the house. It, and so it wasn't. Was a, go ahead. It just it just you, were, you kind of felt bad that she was having to do what she was having to do for her as well as the kid for trying to be for, for being in that situation. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't only that too, but it was also the fact that mentally, I think that's where I came into it a little, a little bit more was, yeah, she's on hard times. Let's try to make a hard time thing seem funny. And they did. But the thing that really got me was mentally, she was not stable whatsoever. It was almost like she was, you know, fine one minute. She's kicking down doors. 
she's getting out of the beach nude to go kick some ass. You know, I feel like she just mentally was just unstable. And that's kind of what made me feel a little upset. But I think that's, I think that's, I think that's credit to Jennifer Lawrence's performance. I think the strongest thing about this movie is the performances of Lawrence and uh, Feldman. I think they do have really good chemistry, especially when they start bonding. I I think that really works. Um, I think, What you're saying, Craig or Johnny, probably, I guess, since both of y'all have the same uh, thoughts. Um, I think she's so dedicated to this that she's willing to do anything to make it work. You know, you know, when they when she first meets the parents, it's like, do you want me to date him or do you want me to date him? <laughs> you know, it's just like so on the nose. It's like, do you want me, essentially do you want me to have sex with them or do you not? And I think. I remember when this movie came out this summer and there was controversy about like, is she essentially quote unquote, whoring herself out in order to, to save her house and everything. And it's just like, I don't, I don't read into that that much. I mean, I get what they're coming from, but at the same time, it's just like, this is a, some, this is someone that's at their lowest point in life and they really want to keep the, the one thing that they're attached to regardless yeah. of, what they have to do. Yeah, I, I think uh, kind of jumping forward, uh, the funniest line in this movie was uh, when she's talking to uh, her name is Natalie, the friend. Oh, yeah. uh, oh at, the, at the, she, the dinner, she, the fancy dinner. She's like, how long are you going to keep doing this? And she's like, what, fucking for Buicks? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I legit yeah. laughed out loud at that point, but it's I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's just like like Johnny said, it's just kind of tough that you you know, because there are probably some people kind of in that predicament, like where they're having yeah. to do just maybe not this exact scenario, but they're having to do something that they normally wouldn't do just in order to keep their house. Um, yeah. You know, so I feel like, like, yes, it's funny, but at the same time, maybe they could have chosen a different um, way to make her seem desperate to be yeah. to want to do this. Let's let's talk about that. How different is life right now? Not just everybody here, but like how different is society right now to where maybe 10, 15 years ago, we would have been like, oh, yeah, she needs to go out there and do whatever she can, you know, to get, you know, and watching stuff like Superbad or uh, stuff like that to where like now we're almost like, man, I feel sorry for the character to where, you know, mm-hmm. we would have had a different thought maybe 10 years ago. Is it life changing for us as we're getting older, or is it just like, you know, you don't, you're not supposed to look at people like that anymore? I think it's. I, I, I honestly, like ten years ago, we would have laughed our asses off. I, I honestly think it's us having to be, or live those situations where we, we're at a moment where, you know, it's like, what are we going to do to, pay off our house this week? You know. Um, yeah. how are we going to make our car payment this week? How are we going to keep our lights on this, this month? Um, you know, there was, there was a spot where personally we had to go ask, um, my wife's parents for money in order to, to even stay afloat for a little bit, just because of, you know, we got, we got hit a couple of times. Uh, obviously we paid them back, but, um, <laughs> I mean, it's just life hits you sometimes. And that's, I think, the initial story building block of this movie just kind of was like, 
like yeah i get it but it's like it's funny but at the same time it's not funny because it, it i feel like it kind of maybe hits people a little differently with you know how they wanted to build the story well and, uh, and i i would d- jump off of that i was going to bring up the whole you know this is a very simple plot which i think it you know for a comedy it's perfect you know for this to be an hour and 40 minute movie it flies by, in my opinion it flies by you get the jokes you get the chemistry you get the little bit of a drama with it if this was a judd apatow movie this would have been like two hours and 20 minutes and it's like that it doesn't need to be that and i i i like judd apatow movies i think he's a good director but i just think that he you don't need to take a comedy does not need to be longer than two hours it just doesn't it doesn't work by a certain by a certain extents and i like i mean i, I like those i like knocked up and the king of staten island and funny yeah, people I, and all that i like i like the uncut version of funny people which is like 240 okay <laughs> oh jeez. and i mean to me it's just like i mean yeah i get what you're doing but at the same time it just doesn't it just doesn't translate over with the I, and with this it, you're just in and out and I, I the story is so simple that that's the thing that i enjoy the most about it yeah and i think you know it, with it being so simple i do believe as long as you can tell a good story and as long as you can entertain from point A to point B to get your point across, whether it's an hour and 20 minutes or three hours, like I think that's all everybody ever sets out to do. But like, I want to ask you guys' opinion. It did fly by, but from like maybe the hour and 10 minute mark to the time he's driving the car onto the beach with her on top, I kind of feel like it dragged just a little bit. What do you guys think? Pretty much. Uh, I have I have right here pretty much the whole uh, to tell the truth sequence from the dinner or from the yeah. the, the chickens and salad lunch up until the ending. It kind of dragged like the first hour I thought was, you know, it flew by highly entertaining, but second half, not so much. Um, I mean, I personally was more engaged um, in the second half uh, of the film and um, just when it was ending, I was kind of like, man, I, I, I liked where this story was going and the friendship and everything like that. I almost kind of enjoyed that a little bit more than, um, than, the, setup. than the setup of it, just because yeah. <clears throat> you finally got to see, um, you know, two people who were probably in a predicament that they weren't put in themselves uh, because you see that the parents are just so let me do this for you. Let me do this for you. That you know, they put yeah. him in that cage that they're trying to get him out of, and that's not his fault. She's in a predicament where her car gets towed, and you know, it's not really her fault that she's trying to go through all this. So, the friendship that's bonded between two people, um, when that friendship starts to flourish, is when I really started to enjoy where the story was going. And you can see that she was she was actually mindful of his feelings, and not just um, you know, she wasn't there just to get the Buick. Let's well, talk. and I think, and I think the thing that really signifies uh, just cements that is when she goes to the party and she's like a, you know, she's like the thirty-year-old at like a twenty-year-old party or whatever. <laughs> um, but she finds, you know, you think that he's gonna, you think he's gonna sleep with the the prince Natalie. or whatever. Yeah, Natalie. But she becomes very protective of him in that moment, where it's just like, no, like you're drunk. You you want to enjoy this moment, just you know. <laughs> shoves his head down the toilet to get the drugs out and everything the ibuprofen um yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like i think like you said craig they're 
by the end of the movie, I think it is a friendship. And I think you say the predictable predictability of this movie. I, I didn't find it predictable. I like the fact that they didn't end up together. It, it, you know, this was just like, like a social experiment, I guess you would. And they don't, these are two, these are people on two different paths that it would never, it wouldn't work as a relationship anyway. Yeah. No. Yeah. So when, when I said, um, you know, kind of predicted the ending, my thought process was in some way, shape or form, they, they become attached to one another in, in some way, you know, it's, yeah. because the movie is <clears throat> yeah. not going to end with her doing what she does and driving off in a Buick, even though it sounds funny. And, you know, as you say it, but the, the ending of, you know, whether it's them together or them becoming, you know, having a friendship or them kind of yeah. finding, you know, the, the, I guess maybe the silver lining in the predicaments that they were put in. That's yeah. what I was kind of going towards, which, I mean, if you they, were to look at it that way, it is pretty predictable. I mean, they end up together, but not in the way that you think they're, they, you right. know, they think you, you think they're going to, that's what's going to happen. They end up as two friends that, like I said, are different opposite sides of the track, but they still clearly have feelings for each other, but they're not going to act on them. They just want it to be like, okay, I'll, I'll come I'll come see you here in a couple of weeks or whatever in well, college. Talk, talk about some of my I don't know, my favorite uh, laugh out loud moments were with Jim and Sarah, the best friend couple. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think of them too? Yeah, I thought when she when she gave them the um, the uh, the baby thing of the umbrella with the surfboards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "Hey, let me go find batteries for it." And they're just looking at her like, "We'll put it up as soon as you're gone." <laughs> Or the, uh, the the OnlyFans scene where she's like, what is an OnlyFans, Jim? <laughs> and that might have been the same scene, but the scene that the, that, mo- that laugh out loud moment for me for those two characters where uh, Jim kind of suggests what what was the, what was the wife's name? Natalie. Or I mean, no, uh, Sarah. 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 Sarah how, see, she suggests he suggested his pregnant wife go and do it, and she says, "Just go in the ocean. Just go oh, get yeah. lost. He's <laughs> like, like, just don't come, don't come back." <laughs> I think she was really pregnant too, right? During that during filming. Yeah, she looked naturally pregnant. Yeah. Um, let's talk. You know, I don't know if this is going to be uncomfortable for anybody, but speaking of naturally, uh, do you guys think it was? Not a stunt double. Bring this up. No, I, you know, no, I'm bringing it up. Do you think it was a stunt double when she got out? Her face looked super CGI'd when she got out of the beach, and she was full frontal. I was like Jennifer Lawrence doing full. I'm. I, I doubt it. I don't know. But it just, didn't. Didn't she have just, a? It looked awkward. She just had a baby. She just had a baby recently. Well, before filming this, and so I. I, I doubt it. I hardly doubt it. Because didn't she use a stunt double for that other one that she was in? Oh, red. Uh... Red, red something. Red, red. Oh, red sparrow. No, that was her. When she got, when her phone got hacked with that Sony crisis thing or whatever, she <coughs> she did that movie. She did the nudity, like so that that was all her. So I mean, it could be her in this. I, I mean, if she got in shape after having a baby, that's pretty impressive. So I mean, and I then uh, really tell you. Be, being a big fan of the bear, I was happy to see Ebon in there, who played yeah. Gary at the <laughs> beginning and at the middle. Um, this is uh, yeah, it, it was funny that 
their their chemistry was good. I liked their chemistry. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I was sitting there thinking too, like, why is he not in it more? I kind of wish he he had a little bit more of a role because they were hilarious that first opening segment together. Yeah, she's like, it's it, my it's my cousin. The guy's <laughs> there. He's like, it's my second cousin. Well, that was that was a great bit where he's like un- indecisive in the bakery, and she's trying to unhook the unhook the car from the tow truck. That was pretty funny. Yeah. So in, in the special features, they bring up that she's almost Lebowski esque. What do you guys think about that? Comparing her to the Big Lebowski, how she's kind of lazy. She doesn't put her first foot forward, but she goes on this adventure of trying to get shit done. What do you guys think that about that comparison? Cra- I wouldn't say that because Craig did not like that movie. So <laughs> that's that's what I was gonna say. Um, I don't. I don't see that. I just see her as, you know, she had a lot happen to her when she was younger with her dad leaving. She has the house that her mom lived in, and I think she just felt comfortable. Um, you know, a lot of people just get to a spot where they're comfortable, they're complacent, they're happy where yeah. they're at. Um, yeah. So I mean, you can, I guess you could call it lazy, but at the same time, it's everybody has moments where they're just like, "I have all I need." You know, they don't want more, they don't need less. Um, they just they have what makes them happy, I guess, so to speak. And you know, her mm-hmm. routine was was all she wanted. So yeah, <clears throat> I was with you, Johnny. I watched. I watched some of the special features on here and this is actually based off it based off a real Craigslist. Someone listed this as like a real thing and they said, Oh, that'd be a kind of a funny movie. And so that's, that's kind of the genesis of how this project came to be. Let's talk about the parents because uh, we haven't yeah. talked, we haven't talked to Matthew Broderick since our Godzilla episode. Um, mm-hmm. I thought he was absolutely hysterical in this movie. He plays uh Layered, layered, and she's like yeah. layered like lasagna. Yeah. He's like no layered like laid, layered. <laughs> and I don't know why they had to use a wig for him, but I thought it was just it was funny. He yeah. looked weird. He looked he super weird. <laughs> Where has this guy been for a while? This, I mean, same thing with Jennifer Lawrence. You know, like you said, Zach, she had a baby. That's the first time she's really been in something in a while. But like Matthew Broderick, like wow, where's where have you been at? We need, well, uh, we need to do Go-Go Gadget and Spectre Gadget. Well, you know, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me. As much stuff is being remade and sequelized, it would not surprise me at all. I just got one of his first movies a few days ago called War Games. Um, I've never seen it, so it'll be pretty interesting to watch it soon. Well, and like you said, uh, Johnny, I was just like, what was the last thing Jennifer Lawrence was even in? I looked it up. It was Causeway, that Apple TV movie. I've heard good things about it. A twenty four. Yeah. Oh, oh, well. No wonder you. No wonder you've seen it. And then the one before that was Don't Look Up. So. So that's. I was just like, yeah. And then I guess, she, like you said, she had her, her child, and just took some time off. So. Yeah, I mean, so. Do you guys like the parents? Do you think they were funny together? I like the overbearingness of them. Like that, just that's like a typical trope. But I think the two actors really pulled that off. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really liked uh, after he brought him over to dinner. He's like, "Aren't you gonna, you know, introduce yourself and do all?" And you know, he's putting them in that uh, predicament where they, you know, 
he's hinting that he knows, but he's he's not letting it off, and they can't let it know that they know or you know mm-hmm. that they know each other. And I liked um, after he dropped the tree on it. She's still doing Uber as she drives up, and she's like, "I have your picture. Get in." And like yeah. the car's like all bent down and broken, and the mm-hmm. glass is shattered out. That was funny. Uh, yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, I mean, like when I think about it, like, <clears throat> like I said, like you said, Johnny, is this like one of the best comedies ever made? Is it super bad? Let no. But I mean, there's a lot of good moments in here. There are a lot of chuckles and laughs and like, yeah, heartfelt moments. So I mean, like I think this movie does succeed in in that in what it was trying to do. So. Yeah, I mean, it's... There's definitely some moments. I enjoyed it further, you know, um, towards the end. The ending was better than the beginning, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's a classic. I don't think it's a top comedy in the last 10 years. But I do think it's one that, you know, if you want to have a good... Um, you know, Friday night movie with your significant other. It's a pretty, it's it's a funny movie to watch. Did yeah, you was, did you watch it with with another Craig, or was it just you? I was trying to watch it with Mallory. She fell asleep. So it was just me. There you go. That's how this movie ends. Because no. she she wanted to watch it because she was like, "I see you're doing no hard feelings. I want to watch it." I was like, "All right, let's do it." And then she never watched it. This is one of those movies that I feel yeah. is a perfect. Date like movie, date night yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. That was like when I went and saw the theater. There were a ton. There was a ton of couples. That's pretty much all it was, essentially. Yeah. <clears throat> and it cracks me up, Craig, that she's pissed off that we're doing school of rock here in two weeks. That she's yeah. Like, she's her her family loves school of rock. Like loves school of rock. And uh, I mean, it's school of rock's up there. It's it's one of my favorites. Um, so, I mean, it uh, sucks for her. Do you guys think this is too raunchy, or you know, well, Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence said in the in the you know in the pre, in the uh, special features that you know if you're going to do a, a comedy nowadays, it should be a raunchy R-rated comedy. Do you guys do you think this is too raunchy, or are you like because uh, like let's take for example when she's going through looking for Percy, she's like you know she geez doesn't anybody fuck anymore. And then she kicks the hole through the door, and she's like, "Did you fuck him? Did you fuck him?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, or you well, know the, that, the the scene where they're pointing the finger and calling her a bully, you know? Yeah. Well, I, and that's what I was gonna bring up because it's just like, you know, this movie, like you said, it made eighty-seven million dollars, so it got its budget back. <clears throat> and, and on the outset, I like this movie because it goes back to the R raunchy comedy. But so do I. A couple weeks after this. Joyride comes out, which is the all Asian American film, and it bombed terribly. And so it's just, are we past that as a society, or is just like, are we, are we afraid to laugh at that? Essentially. So, so in why do you age? bring up why do you bring up Joyride? Was it because it's a PG thirteen comedy, or no? It was a it was an R rated like super bad type comedy. Oh okay. Yeah. Huh. Never heard of it. Well, there you go. I think. I, th- I think we are at a point where who produced this movie? What, what, um, it was a uh, Columbia, Sony. Columbia Pictures, Sony, Sony, yeah. I-, I feel like these distributions, these, these, these companies are 
they're putting all their eggs in the big movies and they're hoping that those movies really bring in the bread and butter and they're not putting enough into the basket of these smaller time movies that you talking about just promoting wise promoting wise um maybe budget or cast wise because you look back at super bad and it's like yes now we can say that a lot of those were you know good actors predominant actors when only a couple of them were you know seth rogan and uh the, the the other cop but a lot of them were were younger actors at the time um well you can also yeah. even think about some of those comedies back in the day being just word of mouth type movies to where you know just like this when the budget or the, the box office wasn't huge but maybe in five or ten years this will be one of those cult following movies i think i think it also helps that back when super bad came out groceries weren't double what they were a couple of years ago gas wasn't yeah. super expensive movie tickets weren't almost double what they were 10 years ago yeah. you can go see just a random movie and if it wasn't that good it is what it is but if you're going to a movie and you're buying tickets popcorn snacks you're spending 60 70 bucks you need to make sure that the movie's going to be good and i don't think this is you, you see the trailer for this movie and you kind of think okay i have a general idea of what this movie is it's yeah. not going to be one that you're like, I'm willing to go spend 80 bucks on a movie that I kind of have an idea of what it is. That's and I think yeah. that's streaming. Yeah, I think, I was say, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I think that's the, the era we're in where yeah. if you're not putting something out there that is um, <clears throat> by far above and beyond what everything else is in the theater at the time, you're probably not going to get your money's your your budget because of just the the pricing of everything. I mean, but, the two for the two. Well, I'm not going to call them big movies, but the two movies of August, the first that started the month off of August, the Meg Two and the last Deme- last Voyage of the Demeter, they're already on streaming, not streaming streaming, but you can get them on Vudu for like twenty bucks now. Like they're already mm-hmm. out of the theaters, so it's just like this one. I, I think people are like. Like you said, Craig, I like Jennifer Lawrence, but I already know what this movie is about. I, I can already predict it. So it's yeah. just like, I'll just wait for it to hit Netflix or something. So that's just the side thing, though, is like movies are almost like, you know, let's put it in theaters for three weeks, bump it out, make all of our money on, on streaming, renting. So many families are going to do a movie night at home anyway, you know, get some pizza. And that's, that's yeah. pretty much what it is now. Um, but it's just we'll there see. and there. <laughs> They're they're well. They're they're almost pricing themselves out of business. And then Zach, we kind of talked about it last week with the strike. The strike is not helping anything either. No, because now these movies are getting pushed back, and you know now they're going to hardly make any money when they come out. And it's just like I I brought up the you know Craig, you were on last week's episode. I brought up the fact that Doom Part Two got pushed. I'm just like, you don't have to have actors promote that people are going to go see it that was a that first one made so much money especially a year into covid you don't have to no i don't that's stupid i don't understand that i i agree i agree with that they but still the have to go time, promote the movie though right at it's the same all, they're time, obligated to do it yeah the the actors are contractually obligated to go do it so if they're technically on strike they can't promote the movie because of contract stuff so right right it, it's 
And you know, so some of these might be some fun questions that maybe we could ask uh, Zach yeah, next week, as as he is in the, uh, in the acting business. business. You know, we can maybe get some more line on that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and that's going to be curious because, like, if he's part of SAG, technically he's not really allowed to promote this movie that he that we're that he's in, unless he's not. If he's not, then it, it's not going to matter. We can ask him about just like what his thoughts on it, but that that's interesting that you brought that up. Yeah. So. So you guys dug the ending. You know, they ended up not being friends. She drives him to college. Um, I mean, they she were, got, I would consider them friends. Right. No, that's why I said like they're they're friends. Okay. She, she she's driving him to college. Yeah. Um. She took his words to heart and actually took a leap and is, is doing something else, does something different. Yeah. So I think in a way they they both help each other out in the end. Uh, kind of coming out of their shell and doing something different that they no- wouldn't have done in- beforehand. When he heard the conversation yeah. on Bluetooth, what did you guys think? Was that just a, a jaw dropping? Like, oh my god, are you serious? Well, it's it's funny that that's you know because there's there's multiple ways that you can go about him finding out, but him being in the Tesla, like you know, looking at the car and that's how he finds out. That's it's pretty funny. The very updated, real chance that that could happen. Yeah. Car gets turned on, Bluetooth gets kicked over. What about the lobster scene where they're eating and then he goes and plays the piano and she just kind of has that in awe moment? But, you know, in all reality, he's really good at playing the piano. Um, Do you guys think that that song was about a real monster or did you know what? (laughs) (laughs) I think in that moment, she just realizes that, you know, there's more to him than just some nerdy kid. Yeah. You know, he actually yeah. listens to her. He's, he's not just some, you know, and she even goes and meets the guy at the bar and, you know, he's like doing all this stuff and he puts the Chinese finger trap on, you know, <laughs> on his pecker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I was like, sit there. As soon as I saw the Chinese finger trap and he was like, close your eyes. I was like, I, I know what he's doing. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. So that was funny. Um, but it's like, I think at that, you know, just kind of those moments stacked on top of each other, she realizes, like, you know, even though he is different than what you would, quote unquote, call somebody normal, there's a a comfort, there's a trust, there's a just because he's different doesn't mean it's bad kind of yeah. uh, coming to, you know, realization moment. And it's also, I think it's also she rec- <clears throat> she recognizes the innocence in him or it's just like you know i've done all this you know they sit around talking about the first time they had sex like her and her two friends talk about the first time they had sex or whatever or what they would do to you know get money in situations it's just like this kid's not going to do that you know they yeah. he just wants to live you know a a, a a pure life i guess you would say or whatever um but then like this the scene where, like, you know, he says he wants to have sex with her in the limo, and you know, he said t- he he tells her that she loves him. It's just like one of those things where, just like, no, you don't. No, it's just you're drunk. You don't. You have no idea what that feeling's like. So you know, it just it it's a turn off, especially for her. But at the same time, for him, it's just like he's ready, even though he has no idea what the hell's going on. To be <sighs> honest, so. Let's talk about overall, 
overall, I just think this movie, this movie does have a good message at heart that it, it tries to get across. Um, you can make an argument sometime. There might be, there might be holes in the, the road that they were trying to go down, but I mean, overall, I think they accomplished what they made the movie to do. So, yeah. Favorite scene, Craig? Do you have a favorite scene that you want to mention? Um, man, I like when uh, the the two scenes where like he's on the hood and then she's on the hood. Like, are we doing this right now? And she, she's like, I can't stop. Like, I got, I'm on probation. If I stop, I lose my license. She floors it past the train, and then you know he does the same. So it's kind of, you know, they're both put in those situations. So I like those, and then I like the uh, the part where she's like, "What fucking for Buicks?" Like it's because it's like when you say it out loud, it seems so so bad and um um. You know, it's like, I guess you would say whorish. Uh, but in all reality, she's only doing it to get the car because she's trying to save the house that, you know, she had such a close connection with because of her mom. Yeah, it's true. Try to pick a scene or two. Uh, honestly, any scene that Jim and Sarah are in are pretty hysterical. I think they're perfect side characters. Um uh, I do like the scene where she goes, this where she goes and tries to adopt a dog, and he's like, he spells the dog's name out. She's like, oh, cocaine. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the, the 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 party where she's getting filmed and she's she keeps being called ma'am. She gets fucking chopped in the throat. Um, that whole s- sequence is just hilarious. So, um, what about you, Zach? Um, comedy wise, um, I like the. When they go back after this after the skinny dipping thing, they go back to her place and he's she's trying to do lap dances and everything, <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god, look at this rash all over your body. <laughs> and then, but it it turns into like a real character moment of like, you know, I'm not, I'm not buff, I'm not so, I'm not so, I'm not popular or anything. And I think she, there's a part of her that kind of sympathizes with her, with him in that moment. And then, uh, like you said, Johnny, the the fancy prom date where he goes over and plays the piano. I thought was a, it was a good leverage between the comedy and like the seriousness of it. I thought both of those scenes work. Both of those scenes work re- really well. Yeah. So, so. Star rating. You cut out a little bit. So star rating one out of 10. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, I'll give it a six. It's not terrible. It's not the best. Um, I think it's kind of right there in the middle. Um, had good moments. Had laugh out loud moments. Not a movie I would personally um, buy myself, um, but it probably is one that I wouldn't mind watching again in the near future if it came on like Netflix or something. Is it in the? Is it? It's fine category. It's or a little, it's better, a little better. better. It's a little bit better than fine. Uh, I th- like like I said, I think a a one-time watch for a date night. I think this is a perfect, like you said, Johnny, I think it's a perfect date night movie. Um, you know, you're trying to figure out what you want to watch. You know, kids are in bed or kids are gone or you don't have kids. Pop some popcorn, get some drinks, grab a little blanket, snuggle up. I think I think it's a good, you know, hour and a half movie. It'll, it'll get the job done. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to go one right above you just a little bit. I'm going to give this one a seven just because on the second watch that I had, it still went kind of went by a little fast. It dragged a little bit for me, but I'm like, oh, it's, it's got pretty good rewatchability to it on the second view. So um, I'm definitely going to give this one a uh, a seven before we uh, head on out of here. So just because of the rewatchability. Uh, Zach, Brumpum, the floor is yours. Um, I guess I'll be the highest out of all of us. I'll give it an eight. Um, walking out of the theater, I gave it a nine. I thought that this was one of the best movies of the year so far, in my opinion. Um, I, it's dropped down to an eight, not because of uh, pacing or anything. It's just, it, I didn't, I still had the moments and the feelings of when I saw it in the theater, but just not seeing it with the crowd, it just kind of was like, okay, you know, I knew what was going to happen. I knew the joke. So it's just kind of like, they still landed, but it just didn't have that same feeling the first time around. So, um, but still solid film. Um, I think one of the better movies of the year for me. So eight out of 10. Yeah. I, th- I think it's, I mean, I can't even think of all the comedies that have come out this year. Um, but as far as what I can remember, um, I think it's I think it's probably in the upper portion of comedies that have come out this year, from what I've seen. I haven't even seen that many comedies come out this year. So that's what I'm. It's. I mean, this might be the only one. I could be saying that, and that's the only one. So. I mean, unless you want to, you know, go through and dig through some of like the Netflix. John Cena has that comedy out on Hulu right now. Adam Sandler has one out on Netflix. Um, so I mean, there's some out there, but Craig, like, yeah, like you said, this probably might be one of the only few ones that just. Kind of like if that's a you. true comedy that came to the theaters. Well, and like I said, you know, this was sandwiched in between The Flash, Elemental, and then Indiana, Indiana Jones. So it's just like this. The, the fact that this made any money is kind of shocking, in my opinion. So. Honestly, this is probably one of the best films of the ones that you just named, besides Elemental. Yeah. I know it's on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. I just wanted to bring this up. I finally got my hands on a, on a copy of Lightyear. I'm gonna finally watch it for the first time since I've seen it in the theater. Wait. Oh, as I say, you haven't seen it yet. I was like, what? <laughs> I watched it in the theaters, but I, I, I just wanted to push that out there. I'm excited, <laughs> I'm excited about the rewatch. Um, Is that the Dollar Tree and found that? They have a lot of Lightyear stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I wanted to just put that out there. But uh, any any final thoughts on No Hard Feelings before we put the final nail in the coffin on that movie and head to the granddaddy of them all. The Rose Bowl? Fifth oh, year anniversary show next week. Um, I'll, I'll start off by saying DC animation is elite. Um, they don't miss when it comes to animation. So I'm um, looking forward to rewatching that. Um, I think Jennifer Lawrence needs to be in more movies. Um, I, I think she's very well versed in um, being rounded, obviously. I mean, she's she was in a comedy. She's in um, kind of a drama, I guess you would say, the one with uh, Chris action. Pratt, um, where they're oh, on the spaceship. Passengers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Passengers. It's, it's, it's football season. Go watch um, play, Silver, uh, Playbook. Silver Lining Playbook. It's a good movie. Know, with her and uh, Robert Bradley De Niro Cooper. and Bradley Cooper. <laughs> These shoes, Greg? These shoes? <laughs> I got the best, Greg. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think next week is going to be fun. 
um, you know, we're definitely going to talk through a lot of memories that we all have had over the past five years. Um, we're going to talk, some argue, it's my opinion, maybe, maybe, who knows, one of the greatest DC animated movies of all time. Um, it's, it's definitely going to be fun. We don't do that many animated movies, um, but this is, uh, this is one that I've been wanting to do for the last five years, and I'm kind of excited to see everybody's thoughts. Zach, was this a first-time watch for you? It was. Jesus so, Christ. Was. You've already watched Phantasm? Yeah. It's on HBO. I'm, I'm going to... There was that week where I binged like every single DC animated movie. That's why mm-hmm. I, they're elite, dude. They are... I mean, when you think of animated movies, I don't think there's any... I mean, in, unless you're digging into like the <laughs> anime realm, I don't think any other um, brand is doing... Um, animated movies but I almost DC. I almost had a, a I didn't know which one to choose it was either this or the killing joke and I'm like when I saw that this is celebrating 30 years I was like we got to do this one 30 years this well Christmas. we're doing it because it's getting a 4k blu-ray or next week so <laughs> that's part of it so imagine, if, imagine if it came into the criterion somehow oh my god <laughs> Johnny, oh. Johnny would blow oh. I would have blown what <laughs> Um, speaking of Zach, let me bring this up to you. Um, you know, if you blow anything into something, you blow it usually into a rag or you know a Kleenex or something. Like I'm talking about your nose or something. Um, Saturday, Craig. I don't know if you're ready, but Saturday, very big day. Do you think they have a chance? I did until I saw Jalen Milrow play. I think he's going to light y'all up. Did they play who the defense that he played against? You guys played Rice. Chill. Right. So, so this is both teams' very first, you know, little. I, as long as it's not a fifty-three zip. I don't know. I said that last year, and we lost by Philgo. Yeah. Well, you lost by one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think Texas has a chance this year to beat them. I don't know. Last year it was in Austin. I don't know how much of a factor home field is going to come into play. Um, but, I mean, Texas is honestly the more um, returning, like chemistry-wise, that they, they were returning a little bit more than Bama. But uh, Bama's been recruiting five stars Better than anybody the last five, six years. So we'll see. They lose by – if it's like last year and they lose close, what do you think? Copies for closers only. Yeah. I just think if y'all lose the Bama, I think your whole uh, – I mean, it's what Texas is. Your whole mentality, I think, might be uh, take a hit. So even if they lose by just a few points, you think they're still going to have a, a, a mediocre season? Not mediocre. I think the Big 12 is hot dog water, aside from OU Texas and uh, UCF and Cincinnati looks pretty good. But I want to see a good defensive showing. If somehow we come out, we win like nine to three or nine to six, I would be happy with that. Or even if we lose nine to six, I want to see a defensive game. I think this year it'll be like a 31-27 game. I don't see. I don't. I don't want to see that for some reason. Like for some reason, I feel like 
even if we lose, I feel like we would get so much more respect out of a 9-6 game. I don't think I don't I just don't see it happening. It's a six o'clock game. It's gonna be pretty pretty interesting. Uh I'm I'm biased, but I'm I'm hoping for a dub. So we'll see. If I'm not here next week for the fifth anniversary, you guys know why. <laughs> you guys will have to do no, I'm just messing with you. Uh, next week I'm excited. Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Zach's first watch. Uh I don't know. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna talk to Zach Shearer next week as uh, he gets ready for his movie that comes out um, in just a few weeks. Um, September the 29th, I believe. Um, You can go see it September the 29th. The re-education of Molly Singer is what we're going to be asking him about next Wednesday. comes out September 29th. Um, So I'm excited for next week, guys. Huge, huge week right here at the podcast. Um, before we get out of here, is there anything else you guys would like to add? Is that Craig? No, no, nothing on my end. All right, guys. Good to go. We will talk to everybody next week. Fifth anniversary, new season, new episode. Next week, big brand new right here on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast.